I have a right to safety. I have a right to education. I have a right to my culture. Kids like me need to know about child rights and earlier age what to do about it. Today, the Canadian Council of Child and Youth Advocates asks you to make every day a day to stand up for children's rights in your life. If you are a young person who needs the help of an advocate, you can also find the advocate for your own province listed on cccya.ca. Welcome back to Radio Change the World, a national community radio broadcast for National Child Day. On November 20th and 21st, we let the kids have the microphone. The following segment features voices and stories from Alberta.
just can't let go. I'm Fiona Marchetto, and you're about to hear an hour special celebrating National Day of the Child, broadcasting on CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary, the traditional territories of the Blackfoot Confederacy, People of Treaty 7, and the Métis Region 3. The purpose of this program is to talk about National Child Day's theme of safety. We'll do that by listening to organizations directly related to keeping youth safe and youth's opinion on what safety looks like for youth and how these organizations have helped keep them safe. First up, we heard Teach Your Boys by Quasar from Girls Rock Camp Saskatoon. And now you're listening to Walking Through Walls by Range from Girls Rock Camp Saskatoon.
Up next is Rogue Emotions from Girls Rock Camp Toronto, then Glad You're Gone by The Overtones, followed by Mall Talk by The Plain Janes from Girls Rock Camp Toronto. interview is with Kim and Christina from the Sheldon Kennedy Child Advocacy Center. In the interview, we chat about the SKCAC and what safer spaces looks like to them. Here is Kim and Christina. What does the Sheldon Kennedy Child Advocacy Center do? Thanks for asking. The Sheldon Kennedy Child Advocacy Center provides support to children and their families who have experienced child abuse. So it's a multidisciplinary approach and it provides wraparound support um, from police, RCMP, Alberta Health Services, Crown Prosecutor and Children's Services working together uh, in the best interests of the child. Cool. How was it originally started? Good question. Child advocacy centers have been around in the States for a long time, much longer than here. But it started after um, a particularly difficult uh, case through uh, Alberta Children's Services. And with the chief of police and Bonnie Johnston is her name. She was uh, child welfare, uh, head of child uh, welfare, as it was called then. And they began uh, meetings and drawing in other people and saying there's got to be a better way to do this instead of each of us acting in our silos, but to bring the people together and to work together. What does each branch of the Sheldon Kennedy Child Advocacy Center do? Excellent, good questions. First of all, they they work together so that the day starts with triage so that any uh, cases of uh, sexual abuse or severe maltreatment can be brought to the CAC and then the, the workers all work together to make the best plan for that child. So if it's an investigation that's needed, the police or RCMP would do that part. If it's therapy, Alberta Health Services would do that part. Medical exams would be the other part of the Alberta Health Services team and then children's services if there's uh, ne- neglect, abuse, something that uh, uh, is involved under the Child, Youth and Family Enhancement Act. So they each have a particular role, but by working together and having memorandums of understanding, they can share what's, what each uh, party needs to know so that the child and their family don't have to retell their story. And that, again, they can uh, work together to make things as smooth as possible during that challenging time. Cool. What does the SKCAC do to support National Child Day? 
Excellent. Well, this year, our new CEO, Sarah Austin, and Sheldon Kennedy are going to be part of a panel. It's actually on November 15th, a little bit before National Child Day, but uh, they're on a panel with um, someone uh, with Del Graff from the Office of the Child and Youth Advocate and Michelle Gagnon from the Pellex Foundation um, to highlight the importance of advocating for youth and how um, it may seem sometimes like things are all rosy, but we really have to um, be on top of vulnerable youth and provide um, as many supports as we can for them. So they're doing um, a panel presentation as part of National Child Day. Cool. How does the SKCAC advocate for child safety? Well, excellent. I mean, ideally, it would be wonderful if uh, we all lived in a world where there was uh, no child abuse and every uh, child was safe in their home or school or community or wherever they are. But in terms of prevention or creating awareness, that's um, one of the ways is general community awareness with booths and sessions and fundraising and getting that message out into the community through the media that, you know, these are all of our children and we want to all take care of them. And, you know, if necessary report abuse so that um, because early intervention we know is the the best case if we can support children early if something has happened it makes a big difference we're also doing a lot of work with schools and school systems to help the school staff um, be better able to and and be more confident in um, knowing what to do if they do suspect abuse it can be nerve-wracking you know you worry about the child but really making that call is the best thing and then the experts can Uh, determine what the next steps are. What are your plans to let more kids know about SKCAC? Um, Well, in working with schools, one of the um, initiatives that we have that I really enjoy, and it's how I met Christina, is called the Youth Champions. And we started with five high schools, and now we've grown to 35 high school and junior high schools. And our our goal in working with um, student champions is to um, provide them learning opportunities to learn more about mental health and how no matter what issues uh, someone might be undergoing, whether it's a stress from the loss of a dear person, pet or maybe parents undergoing a difficult divorce or some type of child abuse or, or difficult dating relationship that it, it you know it's about understanding one another seeking help reaching out and then supporting our own mental health and other people's mental health so those working with those students and to help them understand that and then they create promotions in their schools so that the students feel that better sense of belonging and if something's bugging them they can go talk to someone so that That's really one of the ways we're working with youth to send that message out there. Their voice is huge in in changing the conversation and, and making it okay to talk about mental health, child abuse, and to ask for help. Cool. So, Christina, what did you learn as your time as a youth champion at the SKCAC? Sure. So I, like Kim mentioned, I was a youth champion back in high school, uh, in grade 10. That's when I started with um, Bishop Carroll. And from there, I really learned a lot of skills about, uh, and facts really, about how this um, issue affects the community and how this is something that we should all be aware of and, and stuff like that. And so when I left Bishop Carroll and I came to the university, I found a group of youth champions that I used to work with as well. And so we all kind of banded together and was like, let's let's continue this. Let's continue this on the uh, to the campus community. So uh, this year I am the president of the Sheldon Kennedy Child Advocacy Center Advisory Board, which is the club on campus, uh, which kind of helps to represent the center uh, here at the U of C. Uh, so we put on events, we put on more of a advocacy educational spin on uh, you know, what this issue is, how it's affecting our communities, and really how, how we can help. Cool. 
Um, so what does National Child Day's theme of safety mean to you? Ooh, good question. The theme of safety, I think that's really important. Something that we've uh, really been trying to focus on for the past two years that we've been in this club is uh, the promotion of safe spaces. So I was actually having a conversation with somebody about what that means, what a safe space is, and their kind of perception of it was like there's a room and it says like safe. It was very literal, you know. It was um, it, ha- it says safe space and there's like lounge chairs and really cool mood lighting, like really a de-stressful situation. But I think that safe space are subjective and I think that you know if you are in an area like a a classroom or something if your classmates you feel really connected to them you feel like man I can like say something and I won't be judged or I will get the help that I need that's a safe space or maybe it's your kitchen and you're like man I can like really be myself here and you know people will take me seriously and people will uh, have my best interests at heart I think that's a that's a safe space right so um the promotion that having those safe spaces at the on campus and Christina from the Sheldon Kennedy Child Advocacy Center. For more information on the SKCAC, visit sheldonkennedycac.ca. Up next, we have Lime Flavored Disappointment by Various Interests from Girls Rock Camp Calgary. And then we have Confident Decline by Orchid Eyes from Girls Rock Camp Saskatoon. And then following that, we have Detective from Girls Rock Camp Toronto. Then Find the Light by Aubergine from Girls Rock Camp Toronto. And after that, False Start by Estimated Time of Arrival from Girls Rock Camp Calgary. representatives from Pathways. In the interview, we chat about Pathways and how the youth plan to make the world a better place. Here's Chris and some youth. Now first we start with our adult representative, Chris. What do you do at Pathways? 
Well, I guess I could start off with our mission statement. Uh, we believe that um, children, youth, and families thrive in a culturally responsive community. And basically, my position at Pathways, which I've been with 10 years now, Pathways has been around since 1982. And uh, we do work with uh, children, youth, and families, both Indigenous and non-Indigenous. And um, But we have our culture of, of what we do is very much from an Indigenous-based. We have uh, Cree and Blackfoot elders uh, of which we take our teachings and implement those into uh, our various programs. So myself, I am the youth lodge keeper at Pathways, so I, I deal with a lot of after-school programming. Uh, I do a lot of youth outreach. I go into schools with elders. I've done uh, or assisted with pipe ceremonies. I get kids linked up with uh, sweat lodges and various other programs. We do talking circles and smudging. We have a hip-hop program every Thursday night and then we have a Ixocopy leadership program actually happening every Wednesday night for teenagers and uh, community members and then um, well, basically my job is to do a lot of that outreach work. Pathways has been around probably a lot of people don't know that since 1982 um, and uh, yeah we've just been growing and growing and you know we do a lot of that work around the um, truth and reconciliation which we take very seriously the 94 calls to action and that's a big part of, of my job and what I get to do and I get to hang out with uh, fabulous young human beings and and they get to express themselves and tell their stories through art and um, yeah various other mediums and uh, you know we do cultural camps in in the summertime and and we build sweat lodges together and uh, we have elders out there the whole time that guide us in those teachings we set up teepees so we have teepee teachings that we do it's very land-based work that we do and and but besides my myself a lot of uh, the people I work with work with families with young children we have a program that works with uh, healthy families that works with immigrant families new to Canada and stuff like that and then we also deal with and work with uh, families who don't want child welfare involvement and want supports for young families to find community connections how do you support National Child Day well, we're here. <laughs> and so, yeah, I wanted, uh, I kind of handpicked uh, two youth here today that I feel are uh, the future leaders in our community and have shown that do a lot of amazing things, everything from doing some community work to uh, really showing leadership skills in our programs. They were more than willing to, to do this today and to put themselves out there and, and answer questions. And uh, yeah, so it's it's the youth that drive everything that I do. And I'm just very lucky that uh, they said they would be here today. And why do you think National Child Day's theme of safety is so important? Uh, I think the theme of safety is the heartbeat of everything that we do. So when we come into any kind of program space, let's say we're doing a themed leadership night, we always start off in the traditional talking circle. So when we have a talking circle, we'll sit down, everybody will have a chance to smudge with the uh, sage and, and sweet grass that we harvest here in Alberta. Some of it comes from Morley, some of it comes from down south. And uh, yeah, we talk about everything from, you know, safe 
space to ethical space to creating a environment where people can share their thoughts in a safe way. Sometimes we have very deep conversations and sometimes some things, hard conversations we have, as I'm sure some of these, you know, fine young people will speak to. But um, yeah, it's just, it's giving youth and families a safe platform to feel culturally connected so that they can have those hard conversations uh, with elders and, and people like myself. And now we hear from our first youth representative, Cherith. How did you first learn about Pathways? I found out about Pathways from a social worker. She recommended me on going to Pathways. And when you do something at Pathways, what does that look like for you? For me, kind of like, basically looks like an ordinary group to go to, but instead you're trying to change the world, make the world a better place. How do you plan on making the world a better place? Well, I want to basically help people, you know, how people use like a lot of drugs, like a lot of indigenous people. They stay on the streets and they tend to do all these bad things. I kind of want to just like stop all of that and like make the world a safer place. Rad! How would you get someone to come to Pathways? I would probably start with leading them into like a good path and trying to help them figure out what they want to do in their lifetime and to basically help them make better choices. What's your favorite part about Pathways? Honestly, the leadership program. It's actually like I had a really good time going to every leadership program on every Wednesday because every time I go to that group I just have all these positive vibes around me and it just like makes me feel so happy and like it's actually a really really good place because they help you a lot yeah they help a lot and they're like there to listen to whatever you have to say and they don't what Chris always says is everything's challenged by choice and now we hear from our second youth representative Brock how did you first learn about Pathways? I actually found out about Pathways through my mentor with the John Howard Society. Cool. And how are you involved in the organization? I was actually one of the kids that went on the week-long camping trip with Pathways. I went on their weekend camping trip, helped them build a sweat lodge. I've taken part in smudges, uh, pipe ceremonies. And how do you plan on making the world a better place? Trying to help the homeless people find a place to live. Try to help them have a living. Cool. What does youth safety look like to you? Being able to talk to somebody if you're having a tough time. Being able to talk to somebody about that. And how do you plan on promoting youth safety? Uh, just throwing it out. Giving some people contacts to talk to someone. What's been your favorite moment at Pathways? I had a good time with the weekend camping trip with Chris. We went out, got the willows for the sweat lodge, built the sweat lodge, having the elders out there, giving us directions, smudging the sweat lodge, taking part in my first sweat. That was nice. How would you invite someone to Pathways? You should try out Pathways. They do a lot of cool stuff. They do cleansings, they do sweat lodges, they do smudges, pipe ceremonies, they do camps. And finally, how are you planning to get more youth to know about Pathways? I mean, that's one of the things even we as adults in the organization struggle with, is like, how do we get the message out there? How do we, and I think one of our engagement strategies has been to like actually go into schools now and meet with students and teachers 
you know, we've had probably about 80 or 90 students come out to some of our sweat lodges and actually participating in a ceremony with their teachers. So we've had students from Forest Lawn High School, Jack James, Ernest Morrow, high indigenous population up there, right? Of people that aren't getting served, we feel in that way culturally, right? So giving them those opportunities to come out and it's just, it's changed the landscape a bit, especially in the schools. Teachers are finding deeper connections with their students. Uh, the youth are more receptive to their teachers because they've gone through those ceremonies together. They've kind of suffered together a little bit, but in the end it was for finding that deeper connection that we all share, right? So. That was my interview with Chris, Brock, and Cherith from Pathways. For more information on Pathways, visit pathwayscsa.org. Shut your 
First, we have Shine a Little Brighter by The Embers from Girls Rock Camp Toronto. Then we have We Are by Objection from Girls Rock Camp Saskatoon. Then Lost Connection by Chrysalis from Girls Rock Camp Toronto. And then finally Wallflowers by Perfect Disaster from Girls Rock Camp Calgary.
speak with Hillary and Levin from the Calgary Sexual Health Centre. In the interview, we chat about the Calgary Sexual Health Centre and giving youth a voice. Here is Hillary and Levin. What do you do at the Calgary Sexual Health Centre? Great question. That's awesome. My title is, I'm called the LGBTQ Youth Education and Programs Coordinator. Uh, basically, that means that I do pretty much everything that relates to LGBTQ youth, as well as some school-based sexual health education. So I run a program called Camp Firefly that Levin has been a part of, and it's an overnight retreat for LGBTQ youth. Uh, and I also run the Calgary GSA Network and an anti-homophobia and transphobia program in schools. Cool. How can youth find your organization? That's a really good question. I think that's like one of the most valuable aspects of an organization is if youth are able to access it uh, because there's so many barriers and there's lots of ways that organizations aren't particularly friendly towards youth. So yeah, Levin's like, uh-huh. So I think for us, uh, one of the huge benefits is that we come to schools. So a lot of people like find out about our organization just through our school-based uh, programs. And we have a website that's really accessible, really easy to use. We also also have an office space uh, where someone can just come up um, we give out cards so people can remind so I think having that face in schools and especially because our educators are coming to schools in grades 7 to 12 and sort of introducing themselves is a really great way uh, and then for younger youth I think often they would access our organization through our parenting work and through our counseling work so, so those are some of those pieces we also run a group called gender creative families uh, for younger youth around uh, like trans and gender non-conforming younger youth. So yeah. Super rad. And how does National Child Day's theme of safety relate to your organization? Well, we talk about safety a lot, I think, in the context of marginalized populations, mostly with Calgary Sexual Health Center, and also in the context of like safer sex. <laughs> I'll add that one in too, because the way that I think we see safety is this kind of model about uh, the different ways that we can reduce harm for populations that we work with. So whether that's introducing people to conversations about consent, or whether that's letting LGBTQ youth know what their rights are so that they can advocate for themselves in harm, potentially harmful situations. Those are some of the ways that safety, I think, resonates. But yeah, for me, it's just about like um, working with populations that experience a lot of harm, whether that's physical, emotional, psychological, etc., and finding ways to like create safety and reduce that harm. Cool. What does the Calgary Sexual Health Center do to support National Child Day? I think that what we do to support like youth in general and like younger folks is really do like youth engagement work and listen to the voices of children and youth. I think that's the biggest, most important part around supporting children in general is actually listening to what they have to say and giving people tools so they can advocate for themselves because youth and children are incredibly like smart and resilient and can actually do that. So I think really it's just about like understanding what people's needs are and meeting them where they're at and actually like giving them credit. Cool. And now we hear from our youth, Levin. How did you get involved with the Calgary Sexual Health Centre? Wow. <laughs> it takes me back to a three years ago almost. It was at it was at a CBE sort of youth leadership conference that me and my partner at the time went to. And um, we were we were trying to start a GSA in our high school at the time. I was in grade ten, I think. Wow. Um I that's where I met Hillary actually. It was about yeah, safer spaces, um mostly like LGBTQ plus centered. And yeah, that's where I met Hillary and that's where I found out about Camp Firefly, which I later attended that year for the first time. And yeah, that's kinda how 
how that's how everything started. It all began. Um, and so what do you do at the Calgary Sexual Health Center? I do advocate for it a lot. <laughs> I volunteer with uh, Firefly in Schools, which Hillary already talked about. It's a program where they, or we, um, <laughs> go into different junior high and high schools and talk about um, diversity and like the narrower concept of, you know, LGBTQ plus diversity. And yeah, that's what I um, kind of do. That's Firefly related. I also have attended camp for the past three years years and that has that has been super super amazing i have loved it cool and how do you plan on helping more youth know about the calgary sexual health center and what they do i talk about camp a lot i think about camp a lot <laughs> it's um you know i think just even like the small things <laughs> this is a funny anecdote calgary sexual health has great pens They're, they hand out they these pens forever. they last forever and so like whenever anybody asks to borrow a pen which is a lot of time i just happen to be the person that people ask i'm like here's a calgary sexual health pen and they're always like why do you have a calgary sexual health pen that's weird i'm like no actually they provide lots of great services <laughs> towards sexual health and whatnot so yeah. Um, and since you've been talking so much about Camp Firefly, what exactly is Camp Firefly and what is it in more detail? Um, well, Camp Firefly is a four-day leadership retreat for LGBTQ plus youth. And there's a bunch of locations in Canada, I think for now. Um, the Calgary location is the one I've been going to, and it's in Cochrane. And we always have like an artist in residence. Uh, we learn a lot about identity and creating, helping to create safer spaces. What is your definition of a safer space? It's interesting because I think in like our community we've almost like moved away from safer spaces in some ways because we understand that like as a marginalized population it is almost impossible to find safety in so many different ways. Um, so I think like for a lot of people they've moved on to like maybe more of an idea of like how we can hold each other accountable in a space and how we can like try to work towards at least making people not feel unsafe. You know what I mean? Like I think that safety is super important but that oftentimes people come in thinking that there will be safety and are super let down and feel really crappy based on a comment someone makes or if they misgender someone. Um, so it's almost like this idea of like, what can I do to hold myself accountable with my language and my actions and my behaviors to at least to create kind of safety for everyone else? And how can I kind of keep that in mind? I know that's like complex. And I think we think a lot about like how that relates to the intersecting aspects of our identity. So like whether that's someone's religion or their race or their age, uh, or if they have a disability and how that comes together. I think a lot of people, especially nowadays, make fun of the word, you know, safe spaces and trivialize it. It's not good. <laughs> it really makes it hard for people within marginalized communities to speak up and talk about what makes them feel unsafe is really a thing right now and it's not good. Yeah, it's like this idea that people are asking for this sort of like special thing to just feel safe as a human being, right? Yeah, I don't know, like it's, it's not actually special, it's a human right for me. Finally, how do you plan on promoting youth safety? I think like my experience with Calgary Sexual Health has been really good with that and a lot of a lot of organizations don't do that or they you know take advantage of youth's opinions or don't give youth like the proper credit when it, when they um, have ideas for uh, an organization or whatnot. I think it's just about yeah giving youth the, the compensation for their time and really listening to what they have to say and not being ageist. <laughs> if that yeah basically. 
I think it's just like always what you think. That's so big. It's like this idea of not validating someone because of their age. Like, oh yeah, well, is that really unsafe for you? Or is that just like, you know, like, is that just a phase? Or like, are you really experiencing this? So it's like, hey, regardless of your age, like you are experiencing this and like, let's listen and let's try to like promote ways for you to feel more safe in these environments. And I think there's so many different ways to do it. I think the first step is literally just educating yourself and being like, hey, what are some steps that I can do to learn a little bit more about different populations and what they need. my interview with Hillary and Levin from the Calgary Sexual Health Center. For more information on the Calgary Sexual Health Center, visit calgarysexualhealth.ca. First up, we have Tough Love from Girls Rock Camp Montreal, followed by Should I by Literally Pigeons from Girls Rock Camp Calgary, and then Black Tea Anarchy by Afternoon Tea Party from Girls Rock Camp Calgary, and then The Great Release by Panda Bandits from Girls Rock Camp Toronto. Down the street. Walking down the street. Walking down the street.
organizations and a handful of youth talking about different aspects of child and youth safety and how we need to listen to youth more if we want to get youth safety right. This has been a one-hour special celebrating National Day of the Child. I'm Fiona Marchetto and you're listening to CJSW 90.9 FM broadcasting in Calgary on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy, the people of Treaty 7, and the Métis Region 3. Should I feel? 
I have a right to safety. I have a right to education. I have a right to my culture. Kids like me need to know about child rights and earlier age what to do about it. Today, the Canadian Council of Child and Youth Advocates asks you to make every day a day to stand up for children's rights in your life. The CCCYA is a group of advocates, ombudsmen, and representatives working to uphold the rights of all children and youth. This is especially crucial for Indigenous youth who continue to be overrepresented in the child welfare system. How can you stand up for child rights? Be aware and share information about child rights with your neighbours, teachers, and friends. Be ready to act when a child or youth needs your help. You can find resources about child rights and the Council at CCCYA. If you are a young person who needs the help of an advocate, you can also find the advocate for your own province listed on cccya.ca. This has been a message from the Canadian Council of Child and Youth Advocates.